All right. Welcome back to another episode of Theologize. It's been about a month since we put out episode 15. It also took Apple that long to finally get it up. Um, so it feels like we're just a week off, but we are doing episode 16 today. Uh, today on the episode, I have again, Paul and Mark, um, and we are going to be talking about something that's a little meatier, juicier, and uh, that should be talked about, <laughs> um, and that's sin. Uh, I think it's a pretty important concept to go over. Uh, we haven't done it yet on the show. Um, a lot of people have. A lot of people have different opinions on what is sin and what is not. So today, um, we're gonna we're gonna discuss it. So, um, Mark, how you doing today? Doing all right. Today's uh, I kind of decided to take to make today my Sabbath day. I had a business meeting in the morning, and then I just chilled. Nice, Paul. How you doing? Standard day. It's uh, 106 degrees today in the city where I live in. Oh. 110 where I work. Still managed to enjoy it. Thank God for AC. Thank God for pools. But uh, it's good. Pretty standard, it, nothing crazy. Is it hotter on the East Bay than it is on the West Bay there? Dude, for sure. On the, like, <laughs> where, on the peninsula, it's like a, I think they're at like 80s or 90s. Oh my gosh, that like sounds 80s. luxurious. Yeah, and on the East Bay, dude, we're at like a blazing inferno 106, 110. Just, <laughs> you walk outside and uh, all your eyebrows start flickering <laughs> and burning off. <laughs> We we were in the seventies, mid seventies, high seventies today, but it was it was pretty nice, huh, Mark? Dude, that's I nice. thought it was nice. Seventies are sweet. That's where you want to be. Yeah, sunny with a high of seventy five. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I think we should just jump right into the topic. Uh, I chose sin because uh, one, we needed a new podcast episode. Two, sin isn't talked about much. Um. And three. There are plenty and plenty of different opinions on sin overall. What is a sin? What isn't? The noun sin versus to sin, the verb, um, things like that. So let's open it up. Um, we're going to be in Genesis 3 today. I wanted to talk about the fall of man. My small group actually went over this yesterday, which was kind of cool. And we did a little bit of an inductive study together. Um, Whoa, but have you guys study? read Genesis 3 recently? Dave. Inductive, dude. Pulling out some, I big, know, some big terms out here. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, we were we're diving deep into Genesis three, and um, for those not familiar, Genesis three is the fall of man. So the serpent, aka Big S, Satan, comes and tempts Eve with basically a play on what God really said. Um, God goes ahead and he says. You can eat of any tree, just don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Um, and then Satan comes in and he says, did God really say not to eat of any tree? Twisting, obviously, the word of God and then gets Eve questioning God in the first place. Uh, so that's what I want to talk about today um, to start with and just defining what is sin. So if you guys had to kind of describe it in your own words or in your own life or whatever it might be in your own definition, what would you what would you kind of attribute sin um, to and define it? I mean, pretty simple. Um, it's an act going against God's law, simply. 
Right. Right. Mark, you got anything? Dude, uh, man, <clears throat> I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard to just, I mean, for me, I think, but uh, I would go with like the classic Greek translation of sin is missing the mark. Um, but yeah, that's what I'll leave it at. I like that actually. I think that is a, is that, you know, that's obviously used in the New Testament. Um, Adam and Eve were in the Old Testament and essentially sin and every commentary sort of defines it or Bible dictionary, dictionary, they say that it's, you know, taking the law or the will of God and obviously forming your own path, um, where it's now your will or your decisions or your inner desires. Um, and essentially that's where sin starts root wise and becomes and manifests into sin when we kind of get off the path of the will of God. Um, but I just want to talk about Genesis 3, and specifically, uh, I don't know if you guys have had thoughts, heard sermons, or read upon Eve just getting um, basically her mind twisted by the words of Satan, um, because I think that's still applicable to humans thousands and thousands of years later. Um, but Satan comes in with this thought, twists what God really says, and then gets Eve to distrust God. And I think that's pretty practical in how we, as people today, kind of see sin play out in our lives. It's like this truth of God that gets thwarted and twisted in our mind, um, and we just start to think differently about God, and we start to think differently about relationships. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts there. We're going to have to restart this podcast, please. Really? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Don't all go at once. I was say. <laughs> <laughs> no, say that, say that again. I'll say something. Oh, I was, uh, what I was saying is, so with Eve, Satan obviously came into the picture and he twisted what God really said. And then as soon as Satan's like, did God really say that? Like, as soon as he brought up a question of the word of God, like making Eve question the word of God, she started to distrust. So like, as soon as there's a, an immediate question of what God says, like where you question God, um, or, you know, what he's spoken over you or his word overall, um, we are often led astray into this more dangerous place. Um, and I think that's where sin kind of manifests itself. No, that is, a, that is a really good point. Um, and I always think of just, uh, a lot of people, what they say is just like the first temptation or not, or, or first kind of the thing the devil actually did was question God's word, right? And question like, did he really do that? And putting like what God said and saying, you know, a question mark and concerning like, well, like did he really say that? Did he not say that? And no, it's definitely interesting. It makes you really think of just like the importance as well of God's word and how like the devil could twist it in a way of just making you think, well, did he really say that? And you're questioning it. And um, yeah, that's, I don't know, just a little comment on that. I don't know if you have anything else, Mark. Slap some truth on it. Uh, I don't, I don't have very much to add, to be honest. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting because in the old Testament, you see this like, 
well, I guess the ancient cultures, kind of a background to the Old Testament, the ancient cultures, they sort of like build this ethic code for themselves, um, like each village um, or each tribe or each whatever nation, um, whatever you want to call them. You know, they were all small, scattered people groups, but they sort of built this code of ethics for themselves. And that that was their version of sin. So if you went against the ethics of like that tribe, for example, if you like slept with your mother or something, one tribe might deem that fine. Another tribe might deem that like repulsive, punishable by death. And that was like the standard, like humans. And I think most of the Old Testament, I mean, Adam and Eve had a little bit more context. Like they had direct, you know, a direct command from God, like do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But most Old Testament people built off of like what they kind of viewed in the world around them and they built these code of ethics based on like what these people groups felt and if you go against that it's sinful um but then again you have like people believing different things one group thinks it's fine to you know eat each other and be cannibals another group obviously worships this one god and if you don't sacrifice it's sin so um i think where i'm going with this is like how do you think that that kind of plays into today's culture this like setting your own moral standards and following that as like the rule or law for sin um because i think it's pretty prominent like people set their own moral code today i don't know if you guys have any thoughts there yeah i mean it that is today's society right i mean go outside of religion go outside of just anything traditional go to new age kind of stuff go to the way that people are thinking now um you know the new whatever um ideas and whatnot following where you are it's like at that point what is right what is wrong what do you use as a moral compass right it's like if if someone can't you know why is killing wrong at the end of the day if you have nothing to compare it to making it law then why is it wrong well why why did they put this there why did they put that there and it's like what you're saying if you can't compare almost to anything or just like saying like well what is sin if you're just living your own (laughs) kind of crazy life of just like okay well i'm just gonna do this because i feel this is right well what if you like what is right and then it goes into this crazy you know thing of just saying well right is what you feel is right and there's a different of right for every person but then you're like well I don't know. That's that's crazy. If you could honestly, if if a whole culture lives on that, and there's no solid truth, and there's no like nothing that you're based on, I don't know. That's that's actually kind of scary thinking about it. That almost makes me think of that one like, um, what was that one kids move? It wasn't. It's like a a popular book of where they these kids get lost on an island, and then like they like start going crazy. Yeah, Lord of the Flies, dude. That's That's what I kind of think of. That's what I think of. Yeah. Oh no, Mark is Mark is advocating (laughs) the culture. But that that's a that's a I think that's a great example of culture with with almost no rules in a sense, with almost nothing to compare it to, with no just like law, I guess, because they had no law and they went literally insane and they started making their own laws and soon you know it people start dying and they're a whole bunch of kids they're doing crazy things it's like they just go and get lost in this world i don't know 
Right. You know, it's, I think, so the nice thing, I believe that we're free will beings. Um, I don't know if you guys do or not. Um, Just like we're free to choose our choices. (laughs) Like we have free will. Um, I think that we are. Um, So like, but imagine if God like left us as free will beings, kind of going to what you were just talking about, Paul, like God just left us as free will beings, but just like stepped back and he was like, all right, now you guys make the choices. I'm not going to bring any of my commands in. Like, so that was a small, like you were just talking about Lord of the Flies, like being small scale, like imagine like global scale. Right. I guess there we're literally just becoming animals. Like that's survival of the fittest. We're just like killing, eating, but trying doesn't to survive. It almost, I mean, I don't want to say it like this, but it almost kind of does feel like that sometimes on earth. Like God did put his law yeah and you know jesus died for us and you know i I understand all that those things but after he left right it almost does feel like that it almost does feel like a lot of people feel like that like oh i don't believe in the bible because it's you know thousands of year old it's just manuscript and it's just people talking about it's like you know broken telephone kind of status and people do feel like that people feel like they're just trying to find their own moral compass and they feel like religion was the old way religion is wrong they feel like religion only causes wars you know the whole israel palestinian thing they, they a lot of people have opinions on it. they're saying that's all about religion you know and there's and they're blaming religion and saying religion is the reason for that and just all these other things are saying well in today's society i'd say the majority of people say the world happens and wars happen and things happen because they just fight over ideas and I'm right and you're wrong. And then this whole basis of like what you're fighting for, people are even confused about. I don't know. It is, it's a pretty deep conversation. It's a pretty deep thought when you think of it. I would throw in like two questions mm-hmm. for you guys. Um, or maybe even two, just a thought. Um, <clears throat> like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say though that that there is like a very deep and profound intrinsic experience within each person, like the worst person on the face of the planet and the best person both have the same, uh, maybe not the same, but very, very similar convictions inside of a greater good. What's the great, define the greater good. Like, what do you mean when you say greater good? Yeah. What I mean by that is like is like the I would say nearly every person understands the concept of uh of that you should not hurt somebody else. Like you should not like killing somebody is wrong. And taking somebody's stuff forcefully is wrong. Would- like they have that internal feeling or whatever you want to call it i'm i'm avoiding certain words here um to uh like even if you go to the worst atheist that you know of or atheist or the most church hater person in the world and ask them do you think that killing somebody is an innocent person is wrong and i would guarantee you a hundred percent of the people would probably say yes I would like to think that everyone has some sort of like internal conscience bothering them when they're doing bad things. 
but I don't know if I believe it. Like I even like these serial killers, like Ted yeah, Bundy. but those are you're I you're I feel like you're defending you're defending a point with the minority statement. Like you can't defo- defend that. Like I would I would actually even argue that Ted Bundy um, and those you know other serial killers. I would actually argue that they also have a very strong conviction. I mean, just like all of us do, and we still happen to do things that are contrary to those convictions whether we like it or not you know like uh the very action of somebody doing something um does not necessarily negate the fact that there is an internal guider or teacher um guiding them through life and they just may not listen to this teacher and we happen to call this teacher the holy spirit so Uh, yeah yeah. i mean I would say, like, I like to believe it, but I don't know, like, I can't obviously prove or, you know, I would think that, yes, like, every, so I believe morals exist. Um, we had a earlier podcast about this, like, morals exist and everyone has some sort of sense of some, like, moral obligation. Like, you either have to make up a justified answer for why you did something bad. So, like, you're saying these serial killers like they even though they're doing it they're like in their head they're like trying to justify it because they feel some weird way in their heart you know um and we do we do that all the time like you i know that i've sinned and i'm like trying to justify how i'm like it's not that bad in my head but inside like my conscience or like you know the holy spirit is like burning up it's like no this is that bad like get out of your head (laughs) stop trying to think do you believe that everybody has a moral conscience or whatever you called it yeah moral like everyone has i do believe that because a a god exists and he had like set that standard upon humanity so that's exactly what i'm saying is that yeah that moral feeling i think the word that moral uh conscience or whatever you want to say it I think is a very, you know, just a normal human being thing uh, that they like to label. That's like a title that they uh, that they describe that as. But in my opinion, I think that's no different than saying, hey, every single person has the Holy Spirit trying to guide them to a greater understanding of truth. Mm. Yeah, but then with that, 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 you could go down a whole kind of, kind of thing of just like um opinions right about how you're saying the point of everyone has the holy spirit with them a lot of people believe you don't everyone doesn't have the holy spirit and then a lot of people think about that one scripture of as well of no one could come to the father except through me and i choose right that one scripture and i would argue i mean i would it's it's a lot of people i mean my my whole thing is I'm not pro- I'm not arguing a certain point or not. I'm just saying there's a lot of opinions out there on that. Right. I would love to ask is like what would you what would you say, Mark? Um, I mean, we can go down a rabbit trail. I'm gonna try to keep things on. on no, no, no. That's that's totally fine. Like it. I mean, moral morality is like in line with sin, right? Like we don't know what sin is without like morals or a certain law from god um but place in our life that's what makes it clear it's like uh i would love to ask is like why why does god the why does god not want us to sin 
Is he just trying That's to keep it. certain fun things away from us? Like he just finds f- joy in in keeping it away from people. Like oh, you no, know, you can't. Yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I guess there we have to talk about like the holiness of God. So, like, obviously, to be holy means to be set apart, like holy other. There's nothing like him. He's holy. He's set apart. Um, and in order to come in contact with the holy, you can't be like with sin, like because that's warring with holiness. But that that um, makes it really difficult if we think about it that way, because it the fact that Jesus showing up to Earth in 100% holiness coming into contact with a world that was in darkness as john one says the world was uh dark and absolutely rejected the light which was in jesus the life of man um that wouldn't be quite the case right because we have this perfect holy jesus man that shows up who is god actually himself and actually is in contact with some of the messiest and worst people on 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 earth and so, so to it, I find it hard to reconcile the fact that like God doesn't want to deal with anybody who's not holy because that means that there's only an exclusive club that can get to him. And you have to purify yourself before you can approach him where, you know, Jesus shows up and says, hey, instead of you purifying yourself, I'm actually just going to show up to a very messy and dirty world, regardless if you even asked. And I'm going to show up and I'm going to um, actually give myself up for you, become a friend for you, eat and drink and wash your feet, even when you're probably the worst human on earth. Um, I, I don't know. that That's just my take. Um, but anyways, you should actually though finish your, your, your answer as to like, why does God not want us to, to sin in the first place? Oh, no, no, I, I was pretty much done. Um, but obviously, like, sin is, like, the enemy of God, right? Like, the noun sin. Um, well, like, just how we defined it earlier is just saying, like, you're going literally against what God wants. So, um, if that's what sin is, like, why would God want us to go against what he wants? Well, another um, question to play off of that, then, is, like, what... What does what the why does God not want certain things and want other things? Well, I think it's oh go ahead, Paul. Yeah. You were about to you got the big Yeah, no, breath. I was just thinking. I mean, I have a super simple answer. It is probably and I'm gonna like really take it down a level, it's not gonna be theologized like the podcast. Really no, taking that's good, dude. It's it's super, better. I mean I'm saying this out of life experience about my relationship with God and where I'm at, like where I see it is like, and I, I know this is like, okay. So I, in my relationship with God, I was like, sin is a big deal. Don't get me wrong. Right. But with my relationship with God is like, I was making the biggest, biggest, biggest deal out of sin. Like it was like the hugest thing for me and whatnot. I'm like, I tried so hard not to do it. And I'm like, God hates this so much. And then, you know, there's this point in my life where I got, it's just like, well, it is finished. It is done. 
Like God totally annihilated that sin. And God in my life is like, I, I hate that you sin, but I, the reason why I don't want you to sin is because there's a greater life outside of that. And there's greater fulfillment outside of that. And I've called you for a greater purpose. And it's not because necessarily I, it's like, it's my law. And that's because of my law. I don't want you. When I, how I look at it is sin is, is once, if you sin, you don't go against God's law. You go against who God is as a person and God is love and, and who he is as a character. And that's like, Whenever you do anything like that, it's completely off of his nature and how we have God literally living inside of us, you know, the Holy Spirit. When we do that, we're almost like separating ourselves, as you're saying, you know, before from God. And that's the life that we're not supposed to live. And, you know, just just to answer your question, Mark, in the simplest of ways, God is calling us to a greater life of fulfillment, joy, love, peace, patience, fruits of the Holy Spirit, living and coinciding with him, having great fulfillment with him. And if we sin, we cannot participate in that. It's just like these huge guys, you know, um, like celebrities and whatnot. I was actually reading Warren Buffett's thing. You could actually Google it. One of Warren Buffett's greatest advice in life, it was a quick article. The third one was life is based on one word love i'm like whoa that's actually pretty weird how warren would say that because you know he's super successful he said you could have all the success in the entire planet earth but if you have no love it's literally for nothing you could have the biggest bank account but if you don't have people loving you and you're loving people and you can't share that with anybody it means nothing i'm like dude that is so biblical <laughs> on every kind of level but i'm just kind of going back to this and, and just saying like it really is. It's a, it's a huge relational thing. I feel like people look at sin of just like, really like, oh, I can't have fun here. I can't have fun there. But they're really missing the whole point of why you, why God doesn't want you to sin. Why doesn't he want you to do these things? He wants you to, to live a greater life of fulfillment with him that you can only experience with him. Ecclesiastes, all is vanities, right? So much in the world, everything burns up blows up you you could have everything who cares nothing matters at the end of the day right and at the end of the day it, it really is a relationship thing and just like the the greatest fulfillment you'll have is having that relational fulfillment peace with jesus and the only way you could actually have that is growing closer with him and growing out of sin and into him i don't know so just a little words, opinionated right there. <laughs> if I'm if I'm understanding you correctly, I'm gonna try to wrap no, that all up in my own words. Dude, maybe wrap it up. Helps helps people understand is like what you're saying is the reason why God does not want you to sin is just on the basis of it's actually hindering your fulfillment, your joy, your quality of life your success, your thriving as a human being. Like you, the way you are designed to live and enjoy life, you're actually settling for something less than that. And the fact that you said like um, that it goes against like fulfillment in who God is, well, it kind of makes sense when, it kind of makes sense that uh, when we talk about us being saved by grace, 
when we look at grace in the Greek translated, which means God's willingness or God's favor towards you. So in other words, simply God wanting to bless you just because of who he is and to actively choose sin is to actually live, sell yourself short of what God wants to give to you. God wants to give a lot of really beautiful, wonderful experiences in life. And you're actually selling yourself short of that by choosing what you think might be, might add more life to you. And I love that you brought up Warren Buffett because first off, I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about. Somebody who's, I don't know if Warren Buffett is a believer or not, but if he isn't, then to me, that quote tells me he still has that what I would call the Holy Spirit working in him. Um, I mean, even even Gary V has a whole bunch of stuff that oh, Gary he v, spits that's super biblical. Ninety <laughs> percent like, of the things he says, I'm like, yeah, dude, literally dude. took that right I'm out like, of the Bible. Quit thinking it's original. <laughs> no, adding um, adding about uh, two thousand square words per square oh inch, but yeah, yes. it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, um, but yeah, you know, and it's like it's like. You know, the other really famous person, the other really great teacher uh, by the name of Jesus and decided to wrap it up very simply. He said, all the laws and all the prophets, literally everything in the scriptures can be wrapped up in this is to love God and love your neighbor. So the highest point of existence, of fulfillment, of joy, of thriving as a human being is simply... Like it's literally that simple is to simply love God and love the people around you. That's, that's all there is to it. And so the fact that Jesus, God actually doesn't want us to sin is actually another testament to saying, Hey, God actually wants the health and the goodness of this world to be thriving. Everything that God wants is for the benefit and the health of all of humanity, of all of creation. And, you know, Jesus coming back. There's no greater so, than this. So do we, the question is, do we just forget about sin and just love each other? So that's what I wanted to talk <laughs> about. I was like, cause sin, I don't want to <laughs> pat it because I mean, Jesus had to die for it. So it's pretty, it's like a pretty it is, hefty yeah. thing. And he, I mean, so <clears throat> why I want to talk about this is because um, I feel like sin has been, like I was listening to Francis Chan recently. Ugh. Actually, last classic, dude. dude classic, but FC, he dude. he summarizes so simply. He's like, dude, if you go read the Old Testament and you see like what the wrath of God looks like in like, dude, for it's the in, sinners, it's insane. Like there would they, there would be literally remember the stories of how he would come out from the sky with like this crazy tornado of fire and literally yeah. destroy people. Yeah, so that's I'm what like, Francis Chan dude, was talking about. He's like, dude, yeah. God's wrath is serious. It for is the people no that, joke, dude. Yeah, that sin or are against His will or however you want to say it that are living for themselves, like it's serious. Like God hates this. So I don't want to like in the in the podcast today. Like I don't want to like downplay the significance of we. You know, like Romans says, like we all fall short. Like we are all screwed we all needed a savior we all needed a way out and jesus provided that um i will say because i think oh go ahead go for it sorry go for it no i think because if we don't like if we downplay sin 
then we also I would have to say we downplay the death and the reconciliation that Jesus provided on the cross. Like then we just downplay the message of the cross and the message of the gospel gets a little softer. Um, I would like to think that I was deeply screwed and well, I don't just like to think this, like this is what I believe. Like in sin, I'm like deeply screwed. Like sin, the Bible says is ultimately like second death. Like we, it's, this is what he told Adam and Eve. You will surely die. Not physically, because obviously they didn't, but surely die. Um, that, that's second death. And Jesus is like, it's so important that I die so that you guys can live with me again. Um, and, and to truly come into full relationship, not like sacrificial, not through the priesthood, the Leviticus priesthood, but like truly on a one-to-one where I can literally dwell inside of you and make my home. Um, go ahead though. What were you saying, Mark? I, I would say number one, it, it really depends on your um your def your your perspective on wrath um i i i think depending on who you ask for example like a uh, very famous guy um you know if you listen to like some of nt Wright stuff he wrestles with stuff like that or if you re- if you listen to for example greg boyd who wrote the the death of the uh the crucifixion of the warrior god uh it's like a thousand page book um which I have yet to uh, fully complete and read. I was gonna say, um, dude, I I taught my head to you, but sir. he has, but he has, he has a smaller version, a shorter version that pretty much covers that topic. So like kind of spark notes. I guess version? depends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, depends depends on your different, you know, your your view on that. Um, really, which I would say, I mean, my view, I unfortunately which might be bold of me to say, but I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with Francis Chan there. Um, but uh, I will say also that I don't think we're downplaying it by saying the entire point is to love God and love people. Because at the end of the day, to hurt somebody and inflict hurt on somebody just because you want to, there's nothing downplayed about that. In yeah, my but opinion. I feel like I think that I feel like we're just as worst as it gets. We're just looking at it in two different ways. Like David, I'd say like what you're talking about, not downplaying it. Uh, I'd say that's the beginning. Yes, you need to right. be reminded yeah, of that for sure. For sure, right? It's that point of just like really knowing, like, oh my goodness, this is like awesome. It's a point of just like shock love that kind of like first interaction but like what the point of what mark is saying like afterwards of just like well now what it's the same kind of deal but it's like i don't know it's like on a time timeline right, no, the point like, what i was trying to say is like for anyone listening to the podcast i didn't want them oh, to just yeah, hold yeah. on to this idea of like that sin like oh i guess i don't you know have to worry about that like no like you still need a savior um and jesus still needs to come and be a part of your life and you delve into a relationship with him um for sure like i don't want to downplay the importance of that but yeah of course after like if we're what you were saying earlier paul and i and i totally agree with if our focus after salvation is just like try not to sin try not to you know like lust try not to like lie try not to do all these things and our sole focus just like you were saying becomes try not to versus like 
step into, uh, as Jesus says, like I've come to give you life and life abundant, like not just life, not just try not to's, but like a abundant life of healing in the spirit and, you know, just enjoying a fullness and richness in Christ that cannot be experienced outside of him. Um, now I do want to ask Mark, because I find it interesting, um, to say the least, but when you say like people like say Warren Buffett is not a believer, but, um, you were saying that, you know, the Holy spirit is prompting or working. Do you think that they can have that same connection with God, um, right now, um, as we can in their current state? You got to define connection there. <laughs> well, like the same one we have, like on the same level as us and God, like the coming to Jesus, like, you know, approaching the throne boldly. That's a, dude, that's a good question. I want to hear of, Mark's opinion on of, that. It's kind of difficult to, to say because, um, that word connection that you used is like, even after you defined that, I feel like it's still pretty vague. Like, is it just that like, which I'm asking for clarification because I want to understand is like, are you, does that mean that then our connection is just solely based on this concept of we can approach him boldly before the throne? Yeah. I mean that, and just like, can I experience, can Warren Buffett experience intimacy with God the same way I can right now? Um, if we talk about like, you know, through Christ, we become sons and daughters and heirs. Like, is Warren Buffett in that category? Well, okay. Maybe he's a believer. Well, yeah, so we, ha- we have know. to assume if he's non- a believer or not to answer that question. Yeah, yeah. So let's just... <laughs> Watch. We're going to go... Let's, we're going to Google we, it after and realize he is a believer. <laughs> like, shock. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to use like Warren Buffett as an example here. Let's use... <laughs> let's use... Let's just yeah. say a non-believer. Just a non-believing person who has good morals and like they say, you know, biblical truth. Okay. I just Googled um, it. Just like Buffett, Buffett was raised as a Presbyterian, but has since described himself as agnostic. Oh, okay. Fair okay. Enough. So Warren, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, just, you know, a non-believer. Um, so define what you mean by like, when you said, uh, can they be, can they have that same intimacy? What's that mean? Dude, that is such like a deep conversation oh, like, right there. No, because the reason why I'm saying this <laughs> Just is the because definition of intimacy. It's like, okay. It's hard. It's hard to talk about it is these hard. things for yeah. somebody maybe who's listening who doesn't have a very great framework about these things. And even I bet the three of us would say our our maybe view on intimacy with a divine being is pretty fairly different. But Dave, what do you what do you think that is? Alright. So I mean, we, I mean, we're promised, like, we can experience a deep intimacy with God, like, through Christ, I believe that we can, like, now that we're um, adopted, essentially, Jesus dying, and uh, the blood coming over our lives is us being adopted into the family of God, I truly believe that people who have not accepted Christ are not in the family of God, like, they're not adopted. They're not sons and daughters and they're not heirs to eternal life. And, uh, speaking of the heir thing, it's just a side note and kind of crazy, but you know, we're literally, the Bible says like we're heirs with Christ. Isn't that nuts? Like, 
heirs. Like we get to share in the same exact thing that that he gets to share in in heaven. Um, but you know, just back to the where, like, I don't believe that people that have not come to know Jesus through and are through in and through him. Um, maybe we don't have the best like intimate moments. Like I can't tell you the last time I just had like this crazy God revelation. You know, I, I but. I do believe that I'm a son or a daughter and that's so because let me of Jesus. A, let me actually um, ask you on that basis where you said, I don't, I don't like remember recently any time of this like big intimate mind boggling, mind shattering, ex, you know, whatever. Um, but you believe that you're a child of God. My question is then where's the intimacy in that? Is it in your belief or is it in the experience well, no, it's going to be in, yeah, it's going to be in the relationship. The intimacy will always be in the relationship. So how would you, not de- in the, well, not how would in you the define belief, relationship? Like, Just that like, like you can spend time with him and you can pray with him or pray to him. And yeah, like I could, it's very possible that I could have, um, and right now my daughters are young and obviously their relationship with me will be different as they get older, but it's highly possible that I could have um a more intimate relationship with one than the other that's highly possible but you know here's the thing they're both my daughters um and my nephew is never going to have that same intimacy with me as my daughters will speaking for myself specifically now if you have a nephew out there that's like a son to you that's a lot different but you know i'm talking about my daughter specifically being my so, daughters yeah um or so does I that mean that you future? guys just the intimacy being you guys hang out together no, it's literally like, you know, she falls, I come, embrace, comfort. She tells me that she loves me. She tells me the desires okay. of her heart, okay. like yeah, about that's, her day. That's great. I think I, I would, I, I would say like, can can they he, they have an intimate relationship like that? I'd say yes and no. Um, I would say, I would say that. First off, Paul in Corinthians says, God was in Christ reconciling the entire world to himself. So if we if we really think about those words, it's pretty mind-boggling. That's Paul's ways of saying, hey, the entire world is already reconciled to God. Wait, what? How how do we how do we see that then? How do we see the fact that before any of us did anything, the finished work of the cross included the reconciliation of the world to God. So from God's behalf, he's fully in it. He's as intimate as it, as it, as it gets with humanity by reconciling that to himself. Jesus modeled this, in my opinion, like for like, man, think like, uh, the, the disciples, when, uh, they were doing communion, um, disciples show up and he's like, Hey, I need to wash your feet. And he's like, Hey, I, you can't wash my feet. I'm, I'm this dirty man. That's, you just can't. And Jesus actually says, Hey, listen, no, 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 I will wash your feet. This is what was supposed to happen. This is what I will be doing. And I've come to serve and not to serve. My question is, did you know those disciples or i don't remember who it was who was fighting that i'm assuming it's peter <laughs> just based on his track record um okay yeah no yep. it was do peter. you think that peter had intimacy with jesus at that moment when he's like you can't wash my feet 
Yeah, I do. I think they had a. I mean, their intimacy was a lot different because it was like a personal friendship, yeah, like I physically, um, where they, they were just they were friends. And uh, obviously, Peter saw Jesus as more. He saw him as his rabbi, his master. To, I mean, to the to the um, people so. listening to this podcast, like <laughs> we don't all have to agree, and it's fine if you're like me and Mark. You're off the rails. That's that's appropriate. Like, I would love to have a. Like it's hard with these 30 minute podcasts. Like there's only yeah, so much that you could say, but I would I say, know. yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot of really crazy stories out there, biblical, but not just biblical, like real 21st century stories of people having really deep, intimate experiences with God without even knowing that there was a, you know, I've heard of stories where people knew of Jesus and just refused to walk with him, but had an intimate experience. And then I've also heard of people in Indonesia who don't even know the name Jesus meet with Jesus and have an intimate experience. Yeah. I've definitely heard that. I've heard of like, um, Muslim, you know, people who've grown up Muslim their whole life, like we'll have Jesus approach them in their dream. Um, things like that. Like I've, I've definitely heard stuff like that. I'm just wondering more about the continuing, the continual I like mean, relationship, I would like say, the day-to-day I would say um, that opportunities. I mean, will Jesus ever stop knocking at your heart or <laughs> encountering you? In my, I don't know, dude. Some <laughs> churches will say yes. True. Like Facts. I, I, I don't personally, I don't personally agree that he'll stop. Like he'll pursue you, um, in different ways. But I have heard you know, in sermons growing up, like you got like three chances. And if you don't accept these three chances, he's going to stop knocking or whatever, whatever the amount is, but he's like eventually, if you don't, if you don't obey right now, this might be your last chance. (laughs) And uh, it might be, it might be true. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I think you obeyed. (laughs) What? I mean, last chance for what? I mean, Mark, Mark will never know because he obeyed. Like last (laughs) time. He never knows what it was. <laughs> and Kanye, and Kanye West, Dude, and Kanye we West Maybe. Terms, where he says, a lot of people ask me, what would happen if, if I fail? And he's like, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mark, what if it was, if what if the prophet was just like, it was like, okay, Elon Musk is going to tweet, put money in a doge. And you didn't obey, dude. And you could have been raking it in with doge coins. But you didn't I obey, dude. Oh, so it was your last chance. Spewing yeah. the cries of his heart. <laughs> <laughs> Regretting so, he put nothing yeah. in those. But dude, really, I'm, um, I'm talking about that with yeah. that's that's Bitcoin. That's kind of where I stand. I That is to say, like, I want to clarify before anybody signs off, you know, that's not, that doesn't, that should not give you an excuse. Mark, I'll <laughs> should not give you an excuse here. for. No, go ahead. Finish for, saying, oh, yeah, I can experience a God even as, a, you know, somebody who doesn't follow him. That's not a good enough excuse to just say, I'm not going to step into this at all. Yeah, but the thing is, there's also that scripture, those who have experienced right. him never knew him or whatnot. I forgot the, exactly where that is. I think it's in Hebrews. Oh, or I, I totally forgot. You know what I'm talking about? Who experienced oh, oh, God and oh, walked away from God? Yeah, the one that's like, I mean, you could, I, I don't know. I feel like you oh, might, yeah. can you experience God and still not be a believer? I would argue yes. I don't know. I would say yeah. You could experience I mean, I would God say, but like, still Judas, not, not be like a son and not a daughter. 
Judas experienced Jesus like, like he saw some crazy things. If we take in account what John said, he's like, there's yeah, so many exactly. miracles. I couldn't even write them down in these books. Um, Judas saw some crazy things. He yeah. knew Jesus personally. Like he knew. Then his heart, I'm pretty sure there are people were, who were healed him, so. by Jesus and still walked away and still didn't believe. I don't know. I would. I would love so. to read Jeremiah 31. Um, Please. 33 it says but but this is the covenant i will make with the house of israel after those days declares the lord i'll put my law in their minds and inscribe it on their hearts and i'll be their god and they will be my people no longer will each man teach his neighbor or his brother saying know the lord because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest declares the lord for i will forgive their iniquities and will remember their sin no more nice the reason why I bring that up is like, I mean, who's who's part of the new covenant? Is it just the people who are quote unquote saved or did Jesus sign a covenant with all of humanity? No, dude, there's only, Mark, oh my God. you have not read Revelation. <laughs> there's only, there's only 144,000 people that are making it in. If you're not on the <laughs> VIP <laughs> list, dude, there's only 144,000 golden tickets, Mark. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. For people listening, don't Thank God that I face, have the Willy Wonka face value. I'm ticket. joking. <laughs> well, how much Bitcoin do you want for it? Yeah, dude. There's just all these Easter eggs around the world. It's... <laughs> dude, that's dude, a salvation, Mark. Why would he salvation? gamble with his salvation? <laughs> the whole they world? made so much money back then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, dude! Indulgence, yeah. Or the like indulgence. Yeah. What do they call those things? Dude, what? you could just buy your way yeah. to salvation. Oh, dude, Grace Luther. It's like all these billionaires' dreams. It's just like, dude, I'm gonna live a life. <laughs> no, but pay a mill for my salvation. I'll be good. <laughs> I did want, and yeah, it is okay to have difference of opinion, and that's what um, I wanted people listening to this podcast to know. So, thanks for clearing that up, Mark. And um, you know, by no means is anything that we say on this podcast uh always gospel like this is not the you must do this or but think this way close. it's just thought provoking stuff close. um that's why we're here yeah but you know i think regardless <laughs> Dude, like only both you and i would agree on this concept of like hey sin is probably not a good idea to take part in like sin is something that's bringing yeah. destruction oh, yeah. and hurt to people all around the world um and you know the main right. point is like um jesus has come to show us a better way of living life and it's a life free of sin free of you know weight mm-hmm. and baggage and it's in freedom with eternal life mm, yeah yep and the dude so the crazy thing is we're not walking in sin right now none of us um even if we sin we're not walking that's, in sin. Well, that's a There's whole no new curveball you're, you're sending anymore. to the end of this podcast. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, dude. It's just something to leave. It's like a little dabble <laughs> here at the taste, you know? Like, just, uh, try this just piece so of steak, you but you don't get the whole the piece. Sizzle. But, uh, honestly, honestly reminds <laughs> me of sin. It's like you just get but a little no, taste yeah, and you're never satisfied. And Jesus is like, come to me. <laughs> come to me, children. <laughs> Dude, it's kind of like MSG. Way, this MSG. Is, this is that we you know, have. It'll no give sin. you that addicting taste, but it'll just never be the good thing. You'll just keep going for it. Chinese Chinese MSG, dude. 
backpacks. <laughs> so um, I guess we'll end with this. Yeah. So the I'll end with this. Like Jesus, God says, "Be holy as I am holy," and I think we are. I think we're set apart. We're sinless. I'll leave it at that. We can talk about it in the future future episodes. But um, thank you guys for jumping on. Thank you guys for listening as we talked about sin. Went down a few rabbit trails, but rabbit holes, whatever you want to call it. Rabbit trails, I think. But that's uh, that's always the good part of these podcasts is it tailors to an audience more than, um, you know, more so than and more topics than just the one thing that we might present at the beginning. So I uh, love the conversations Woo-hoo. with Mark and with Paul. Guys, thank you for jumping on. Paul, thanks for doing it. I know it's... Uh, it's get hot over there, dude. You got the bro dude, tank. But thank you for doing the podcast. Anything <laughs> Dude, you yeah, break, I actually did a couple episodes, but you know, it's this sin of laziness that is just weighing on dude. me that I I need salvation. What is your podcast? Uh, once and now. Paul? Yeah, yeah. Once throw it out all right ladies might and come out whenever, I'm, not, whenever I'm like you know i got an hour of of time and i'm not lazy i need to put it up and actually do it so <laughs> i like it all right boys thanks for joining the podcast um thanks for talking about sin and for bringing all the cool thoughts and we will do another one very soon And that is it for episode 16 of Theologize. We will catch you guys next time. Deuces.